Good morning, Senator Lucio. How are you? Good morning. This is Tama Lundquist from Houston PetSet. I'm one of the co-presidents with Tina Lundquist-Faust. I'm also co-president of Houston PetSet, and we're so glad to have you today. Thank you for joining us. We had a big thank you. Thank you. It's yeah. good to be here, and uh, I want to thank you for the work you do. Uh, what, uh, as it um, is so important for us to discuss this issue. Uh, and let the people of Texas know what is going on, uh, not only at the Capitol, but uh, in areas around the state where people are really addressing the needs of our pets, uh, especially as it relates to their safety and uh, abuse, hopefully non-abuse. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. And, you know, um, it is important to have those laws to protect the animals because we found living in Houston that the police can't, uh, take care of the animals when they see them being abused or neglected. Um, and so they need those laws to help them support the care that they want to give those animals. So thanks to you, um, you were the author of the SB5 last year that passed um, in Governor Abbott's, um, um, I guess, his his journey down uh, passing bills and vetoing them and passing them again. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, that, that journey and what it was like well, for you? It's been a it's been a long process, as you all know. I'm sure you've kept up uh, over the last few years. We've we've addressed uh, some very important issues dealing with uh, animal abuse, uh, or dog abuse, um, and and we have passed some pretty good bills. But this one was uh, landmark. I mean, this was going to really set the stage for uh, true reform uh, in how. You know, we, we, you know, see our animals treated um, many, many, many times we would get uh, people calling in or writing us, uh, maybe stopping us uh, when we shopped at Walmart or wherever we were and say, you know, I, I, I see a lot of abuse in dogs. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mailman and uh, they're out there, uh, no water, they're chained up with heavy chains or in the sun uh and those things bothered me just like they bother you so you know we went to work with advocates like yourself from every corner of the state and uh, the result was this last year's bill uh senate bill five as you mentioned that that took a while and and the first round go around the governor even vetoed it but uh, I, I think it was probably with it wasn't the governor but probably uh, someone maybe on staff that recommended that the bill, you know, had some flaws in it. So he gave us a chance to bring it back. And uh, we redid it a little bit here and there, tweaked it as, as, as the saying goes. And uh, the end result was that um, it passed the House and the Senate unanimously just yeah. about. I don't think, I don't remember anybody voting against it, quite frankly, because uh, so many people were out there, uh, some even drove to Austin to make sure that we got that bill passed. Oh, wow. So I'm here just letting everyone know that that uh, we're very grateful to all of you because you're the reason the bill passed. Well, it, it is always a group effort in getting these bills passed, and so few bills ever pass um, the legislature in Texas. And so this one truly is a unicorn because it was vetoed 
and then it came back and passed. And I don't know what percentage in the history of bills that that has happened in Texas, but it's got to be fewer than a percentage point. So it, it is it is the unicorn. And we're so glad that if um, if it was going to happen, it was a bill for the animals. And you've been a huge advocate over the years, and we're so, so grateful um, to you. When you first got into office, um, were you interested in animal welfare at that time? Was that Has that always been a part of your platform? You know, we I, I can remember uh, not having a dog or cat around, mostly dogs, uh, German shepherds, cocker spaniels, uh, mutts, as we call it. <laughs> anything uh we love uh dogs and uh, i'm one of i was one of 10 kids we're all seniors now but we we had dogs Mm -hmm. growing up and and uh we love our dogs we couldn't wait to get home after school to play with them and and, uh, you know it it, yes i was i was always interested we we fed the stray dogs that that would go by and we did everything we could and i still do that um Quite frankly, uh, my staff uh, kind of uh, they kind of make poke fun at, at, at what I do. Uh, I, I stop to put gas in the car, and I see a, a straight a dog or a cat, and and I try to feed them whatever I have. And then I said, "No, I could have done better." So I I make that U turn around in the highway, come back, I buy a can of food, and I and I put it somewhere where they can eat it. And sometimes I buy two cans, and my staff would say, "Why do you buy two? I said, "Because it, it it looked like he hadn't eaten for a yeah. while, and I don't know what next meal is going to happen. Yeah. So I want to make sure. I wish I had a cage. I, I I probably would pick them up and and adopt them or take them to the vet. But that's what I do back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I go to the animal shelter. We we've we've adopted dogs. We we just love them, and and they're part of our lives. Exactly. You bring up a really good point that you can be almost anywhere in Texas and it's not what you what is that? You see that? Oh, wow. Look at them. Is that at the shelter? That 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 no, that's in my home. Oh. <laughs> a mini shelter. I, I build shelters for them. I have um Bless you. Oh, uh, I, I I put stands where the water, you know, will not be flipped over. I sure. I, I do things that people <laughs> don't even think about doing wow. because many? I want to make sure they always have clean water. And I, and I get after a couple of workers I have, and it says that water has to be clean, just like the one you like to drink, clean water. Don't ask anything. Sure they, eat, they eat. When we eat, they eat, you know. And, and anyway, I have a good time. I have three big German shepherds right now, huge. They're beautiful. And uh, we also have... Uh, uh, two dogs that we I adopted at the animal shelter there in Brown. So I have about 11 cats. Um, I need to put a, a, maybe put a stop and spade a couple of them. <laughs> but, you know, uh, because they're, they're wonderful, but most of them are, are kind of wild. They come in to eat and then they go back out. In the, I live out in the country. Yeah. But they come in for dinner time, lunchtime, breakfast. They're waiting for me and we feed them. Uh, Walmart. I think has a lot of my money because <laughs> and and other stores uh, tractor and supply i i try to buy food wherever i can get it uh good food yeah. uh, nutritious food 
Well, you bring up an, another good point in that they need us to survive. You know, these are not squirrels or raccoons. They, they're domesticated, so they need us. So um, the fact that we do have so many strays in this state running yes. around and with no care, you know, they need the love. They need the care. They need shelter. Thanks to you, there's now a law that says that they have to have that shelter. So we, we definitely have some more work to do, but we're so grateful for this one giant step to protect the animals and, and give them that one thing that they, they need, a couple things that they need just to survive. And hopefully we're, we're um, showing the state too that, that we have to care for them. They just can't be, they just can't be there like a, like a wildlife animal, that they are part of the family and they needed to, need to be treated as such. So passing these laws is that unspoken message. And it also gives our law enforcement agencies um, and anybody coming into contact with people who aren't caring for their dogs, the tools to educate them that, hey, this is now a law and um, it's, a, it's an opportunity to, re, to educate, I guess. And then if we, can't, if we can't change it through education, then we enforce the legislation. So we're a couple of minutes through and so we'll just reintroduce you. This is Senator Lucio from Brownsville, um, Tina Lundquist-Faust and Tamil Lundquist, co-president Oh, Houston Pet Set. Co-presidents yes. of Houston Pet Set. And we're talking to Senator Lucio today because he's been a longtime advocate for animals um, in Texas and has done a lot to advance um, legislation that um, helps protect animals. So, Senator Lucio, um, we, we made a big step, a big giant step last session. Um, what do you see as kind of the future for animals in Texas? Do you think that we'll continue to make improvements um, and I'll, I'll second or I'll add another question. Why do you think that um, in the South we have more strays than we do in the northern um, parts of our country? Okay, there, there's, there's, that's a very good question. It's a loaded question, and I like that question because um, I ran into Chancellor John Sharp in Texas A&M. John and I are very dear friends for many, many years at uh, as far as I can remember, back in the 70s, some of the people maybe listening weren't even born yet. I told him of the of the problems that we have uh, with with families who are, are really impoverished or poor, but they love their animals. They can't afford to go to the bed. You, uh, I'd like for you to look to see if you can set up a, a program whereby your 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 bed program that you have at AM can can somehow offer some kind of services that will help these families uh, get get the dogs vaccinated uh, and, and and address some of the the problem the, the health care needs for the for those dogs it'd be healthier for the family it'd be healthier uh, good for the for the community uh, he's doing that uh, dr August from the the you know uh, from that the department that works uh, you know uh, on the medical school uh, has has come down on on a couple of occasions. He came down last week, as a matter of fact, and uh, the Humane Society in Arlington. And I would ask you to to please contact them. Okay. They're doing things that I think are the future. Wow. In other words the state mm -hmm. uh, working with a and uh, 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 my request I think has been something that that has brought new opportunities mm -hmm. 
for families to count on uh, our universities, uh, in, this, in this case, A&M, uh, who knows best than, than those running sure. our bed right. Right. in our state. So, so we're doing that, and, and there's other things, I think, in the future that, that could be made possible uh, through that collaboration, not only with A&M, but with people like you in other parts of the state. We need to come together yeah. there and share what we're doing. That way we can make things better. Well, and we need best practices for Texas. Sometimes the national best practices don't work here. And we have found that when we have national groups that come in and try to tell us what um, what it looks like um, in terms of how to care for animals or how to solve this problem. But we feel like um, we know, we, we've been here, we've been doing this decades you've been doing this decades we know what the solution is we just as you said need collaboration we need best practices and we need to share all of those and we would and love we, an intro and we in the legislature need to listen to you yeah i'm i'm retiring this year but i'm going to continue to be an advocate believe me Fabulous. i'm working with the humane society here in harlingen i'll be working with anyone who needs me uh, I will support your efforts no matter where you call me from in Texas, uh, because I think it's, it's something that I want to do in my lifetime. Mm. And I'm, I'm pro-life for people, but I'm also pro-life for animals. Yeah. And, and the reason there's a lot of a lot of dogs out there running straight is because we have, unfortunately, uh, owners that they get tired of them or don't want to deal with them anymore, and they they drive out in the country and they dump them. Mm -hmm. That is horrific. I, 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 it's beyond my comprehension how somebody could be so mean-hearted uh, to their animals. Uh, give it up for adoption. Take it to the Brownsville Clinic. Take it to the animal shelter. Take it wherever you can go and take it to instead of just dropping them off somewhere mm -hmm. like a piece of trash. Yeah. You know, it, it's something that should not happen. And it's happening, and I think we need to take uh, take that up and uh, someone needs to address that issue in the future well we need more resources in our city our county you know we need open intake meaning our shelters need to be open at all times to take in animals and right now we have something called managed intake or intake by appointment so if somebody does have to relinquish an animal or finds them on the street there's not an option for Houstonians to take that animal. They have to wait two, three, four weeks sometimes, and that's not always possible. So again, these national best practices don't work in areas where we have what we call an animal crisis. So your voice needs to be heard. You understand this. Um, I My wheels are spinning because I feel like we need to bring yes. you into the Houston Pet Set family. <laughs> we can talk about that later, but we agree that we need to work collaboratively. We would love to work with A&M. We would love to work with other vet schools um, and really get to the, the bottom of this. We think this is solvable. And I, I think that you would probably agree with us. And we need to yeah. continue to um, work strategically um, while protecting the animals. I think it's a mental thing. You know, we need to make people understand that they're part of our family. We love them. My wife's still in mourning. We lost a chihuahua about four weeks ago. We had Crystal for 14 years, and baby's still around. She really, her name was Chiquita, but she's so small uh, that my my wife named uh, the kids. My grandchildren named her Baby. Aww. So now Baby 
is all alone. She's lonely. I'm getting ready to go find uh, find another dog. You know, so we can have those are our inside dogs. Yeah. And uh, it it um, here here's Crystal on the right, the white one, and and that Chiquita, the little brown oh, one. Can you see that? Tiny little one. That the white one, Crystal. She passed away. I buried her back in the backyard. So and the sorry. other to her right is uh, Chiquita. Yeah. Uh, she's still alive and she, she just runs around all over the place. But I know she's lonely, so I might go by and surprise my wife. I think it'd be healthy for me to do. I think it'd help yeah. her. Yeah. She's yeah. been a little ill and she's been, um, she's hurting because she, yeah. Crystal was her, you know, yeah. just, Part of her life. Yes, yeah. That, that's a true heartache. True heartache. Yeah. So, um, as Tina said, we'd love to bring you to the Houston Pet Set family in some way, just at least talk to you. And, and you also have that knowledge, the working knowledge of what goes on in the state capitol, where so many important things happen that, um, that define our culture because without those laws we don't have we don't have the culture so um, again we look forward to working with you um, talking with you keeping the line of communication open hope hopefully very soon mm -hmm. um, connecting with A&M we would really yeah. like to talk to them as well so we I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be retired by the end of the year but but I, I will still be around I'm going to be very active I have a ministry that I'm taking up to helping children uh, that are at risk in our schools, uh, children with special needs, hungry families, uh, all, all of the above that that I learned growing up uh, as in a family of, of, of 10. We learned so many things from our parents. Uh, we, 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 we learned to share, and I think that's the most important thing, and to be good neighbors. But we also had our dogs, and we loved our dogs back yeah. then. And uh, we got we we were naming them renaming the dogs that we had when we were young, uh, uh, the dogs of the present. Mm -hmm. That's sweet. They have a yes. legacy through yeah. your your, yes. your new dogs. Yes. yes, we know you're going to be retiring. But if you were to stay in office, or if you were to advise, what um, laws do you think should come next for the animals of Texas, for the dogs and cats of Texas? That's a very good question, and I, I, I was thinking of some kind of registrar mm -hmm. where people could actually register their, their dogs, and we would know, uh, you, know who, you know, who owns dogs in, mm -hmm. uh, in, in certain parts of the city, and uh, we, we would have a population number. I know it's hard to keep up, so it would be dogs that maybe two or three years old or, or older, uh, or one year old and older, mm -hmm. but because there's new litters of dogs and cats, and so it's hard, it's hard to keep up. But well, we need to make an attempt to to do that, though. We yeah. we need to have more information mm -hmm. about the animal kingdom in our communities, um, no matter you know what they are. Mm -hmm. uh, we should have some kind of registration where people can actually look at the internet and. The cities can 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 make sure they use that information for a good purposes, and I, I think that's what we should do. But that's that's the next major step. Yeah. Just like we have a census every ten years, mm -hmm. uh, we have a, a year to year census, I think, and 
and and adding to the, to those populations, just so we'll know you know what we're dealing with, and and that way we'll have a, a better understanding of what our responsibilities are. And the last thing I want to say is, you know, we 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 need to take on the responsibility when we do acquire a a, a dog. Uh, it's like a member of the family. We need to invest in shelter. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, they're warm in the wintertime. They're cool in the summertime, uh, my dogs, because if we don't do that, then obviously they, 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 they will hurt. Yeah. And yeah. I think I want to see our animals hurting. So I, I, I hope and pray that uh, we can see a new day where people will, be more respectful of the lives of our animals and not mistreat them, ignore them or, or, or punish them in any way because they do a dog thing yeah. a yes. cat. You know, we do. have to be a... We yeah. always say that too, just doing their dog things. I'm thinking about your registrar and I think that would be very important um, for the breeders, any breeders. Um, you know, we know there are really good breeders out there and they do a great job and they're they're conservative and careful but we know there are a lot of breeders who are not and there's a big pipeline of breeders that that start at puppy mills and and then they've got their little distribution people and then they wind up in pet stores so I'm wondering if that registrar and that's where the majority we we think a majority of the um, animals come from the sick animals the ones that wind up in the shelters and so I'm wondering if that registrar might not be important very important for those breeders um, to make sure that they're they're treating their animals properly as well. That's right, and I think what people listening uh, work with your legislators in the in the legislature, uh, whoever your legislator is, know him by his first name. I like to be called Eddie. You know, that's my name, um, and and you know just make sure they understand what what you want them to do yeah. for, for you and for your family, your community. That's what it takes. And sometimes we, we don't do that. And mm-hmm. we find ourselves just meeting meeting our legislator for the first time after he or she's been in office four or eight years. Yeah. And, and once you once they know you, they're gonna listen to you. Yeah. And it's it's quite easy, you know, once we got into this, it used to be a little um um, daunting to reach out to the legislator, but um, it is easy to do. So thank you for making it so easy for us to reach out to you, um, to always sure. listening, to listening to your constituents and your heart for being compassionate, not only to people, but to the animals as well. And thank you for that, Bill. It's so important for the work that we do as a group, for all our rescue groups, for the law enforcement agencies, and for our community. We're very, very grateful. Thank you, Senator well, Lucio. Well, down at South Padre Island in uh, one of these days and stop by because I'm on the main highway that goes to South Padre. Ah. I'm in the process of hopefully building a barnuminium mm-hmm. and I've got special kennels for my German shepherds and for not. the other dogs where they can actually put their head in through uh, some wiring to, to drink water without putting their paws and everything in the water. Mm-hmm. i got stories oh. that I can tell you. I've learned a lot and I make adjustments every day so that they can have a better quality of life 
and so they won't mess up my golf cart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been a pleasure and it feels like we could talk forever and we'll actually be in touch because we do want to, we do want to talk with you more. So thank you so much, Senator Lucio, your gift to us and and to the animals. God bless you all. God God bless bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.